0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Inreal Deep podcast brought to you in part by Tazini Media. Oh no, I'm
1: really scared. It's too late for you kid. We're already in the house. We're going to get you.
0: I'm your host Steve Samino, senior writer at Inrealdeep.com and with us as always, executive editor Andrew Johnson. Merry Christmas, Andrew.
1: Oh, we're saying merry christmas again. We won
0: the war. <laughs> we did
1: it. You and I. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, as and well, Happy sir. Holidays
0: to our listeners who, who enjoy other holidays. They're all good.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of our one of the characters in the movie we're talking about is uh, a Hanukkah celebrator. So that's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. and they should enjoy. Everyone should enjoy their time off and yes. their eggnog and all that other. The meatballs. If you eat them, I just ate some meatballs yesterday i'm gonna have meatballs again when i get home so that's a meat for me meatballs mean christmas in a lot of ways which is weird but lovely
1: interesting i I could go for some christmas meatballs but that's not a tradition of my family that sounds yeah
0: well you could always start you have a new family now you can start any traditions you want that's the power of having a family it's
1: true sounds like meatballs are i like to cook but that's a lot of a lot of prep work it is uh, I agree. But I I guess that's that's what you do around the holidays, right? You make something. Yeah, you're sitting uh, home,
0: just hanging out drinking and Mm -hmm. making meat into a ball shape and then putting it in a thing and then cooking it.
1: Maybe you got a movie on. I don't know.
0: Maybe you got a movie. Maybe you got the Home Alone franchise on, (laughs) which is what we're here to talk about today. It's our Christmas episode. It's our holiday episode, we'll say. And we are talking about the Home Alone franchise, just meaning Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, because Home Alone 3 with the kid from, I believe, uh, Liar Liar. Is that correct?
1: yeah that's right yeah good that's pull. crap good we're pull. not talking about that there are two other home alone movies as well there's but, four and five yeah
0: wow yeah. i did not know that i don't even
1: know what they're called i just we're doing a little research for the this uh <laughs> that's this good you've done
0: more than i have but for the sake
1: of i mean I, I have, for all reasonable
0: people there are two home alone movies home alone one and home alone two
1: yeah they has to involve macaulay culkin to count
0: yeah, he's he's the linchpin of the franchise. You're not you're not even without him, it all falls apart. Did not like
1: weird Macaulay Culkin now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When,
0: Young, cool Macaulay Culkin, like when he was charming little kid. before
1: he divorced his parents or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the trials and tribulations of Macaulay Culkin oh, yeah. are ample, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, child, but, child stars.
0: But as a kid, he shined, and and we are here to talk about Home Alone One, Home Alone Two, which we both plowed through in the last couple of days. And sort of they're they're for our generation and people of our age, I think they're probably the most beloved Christmas movies that have emerged while we've grown up. And do they hold up? How do they, you know, how do they fit into the Christmas, you know, oeuvre? Do were they good movies? Are they enjoyable movies? I think those are some of the questions we like to answer. And uh, we both have. Strong opinions on home. <laughs> you can't not when you sit there home alone, too. It's hard to come <laughs> out of that and not feel a certain feeling. Yeah, I would say.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: So beverage of choice, Andrew, though, let's get back to one of our long lost segments. We haven't touched on in a while. What are what are you enjoying right now?
1: Well, we don't do the beverage of choice with the Al Pacino podcast. Uh, no, do not
0: that's <laughs> we don't, a, that's serious business. There's no room for frivolities. Yeah, we over don't want to
1: encourage Tom's drinking during that. I feel like he might just, <laughs> you know. Drink gasoline or something. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I'm drinking a uh, Schlafly Christmas Ale. Um, it's it's clocking in at eight percent, so I'm only gonna have mm. one of these today because I'm supposed to play basketball later. Uh, yeah, but it is like delightful, filled with all sorts of Christmas spices, like I assume cloves and nutmeg, and <laughs> they it's
0: make a tasty. fine product too. So I they bet do. that's pretty good.
1: They do kind of rolls right over. They have great pumpkin ale, and then the Christmas ale is is right on the heels. So.
0: There you go, and I have nothing because I <laughs> have not stocked up my fridge in a while. But I promise after watching Home Alone 2, I'm being driven to drink. So uh, this, when this is all over, I'll go. I'll make. I'll make good.
1: It sounds like you had many beverages of choice this weekend. So
0: <laughs> I did. I had a big weekend. So, so we're recording this on a Sunday, which is the day of rest. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to rest as much as I can. A mm-hmm. weary body. Yeah, yeah. So hard. let's talk Home Alone, Andrew. We um like I said, we both watched these movies very recently. Um. I think the biggest broadest takeaway from me is that they're essentially the same movie. <laughs> yes. They're just the second one sort of just runs all the stuff back from the first one that you expect just worse. Yeah. Which is a little disheartening to watch them back to back because I like, I think that just makes the second one. Although I remember, and I was talking to my girlfriend about this who thought home alone two was home alone one <laughs> for some reason. And
1: then, no, but is she a little bit younger than you? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So that's why. So I, do you remember going to see this movie like, in the theater? I remember. Yes.
0: I don't. Home Alone I 1, I think I watched on tape. But Home Alone 2, I saw in theaters, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Same Makes for sense. you. Uh,
1: I, I saw both in the theater, I'm Oh okay. sure. I was like seven. So Home Alone came out in 1990. I was yeah. seven when it came out, which is like prime age for seeing. This I movie. was only
0: five. I don't think I was. I think I was yeah. probably going to movies, but I don't think like not making a point to take me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh no seven this movie is these movies as we were discussing before we got on are made for seven year olds so yes uh, so so yes I I went to both uh, and yeah we should talk a little bit before we get into it just like I did a little research I I knew some of this uh uh but Home Alone the first one um is kind of amazing it's kind of hard to even imagine now the way the way it works it was the number one movie in America for twelve weeks. So basically from like late November 1990 when it came out to like spring 1991. And it was in the top 10 until like June or something like that.
0: That's Um, so crazy. So
1: it was basically in the theaters for nine months. It made about somewhere in the range of $200 million, uh, 285. It's the highest domestically. It's the highest grossing live action comedy of all time. And just to top it off, it's number forty on Box Office Mojo's uh, adjusted uh, top one hundred list of movies all time. Um, so in, in today's dollars, it's it's almost six hundred million uh, it would have made uh, at the wow. at the box office. So. Uh, that? all for a
0: movie about a kid dropping paint <laughs> cans on robbers yes
1: very very, very weird and simple and uh, uh yeah movie it's it's kind of uh it's kind of hard to imagine uh yeah any movie like that being especially now that you know that that was a movie that was not tied to a franchise of any sort it's hard no, to of course imagine not. anything like that uh, to say nothing of a movie thing in the theater for nine months. I mean, like Star Wars last year didn't stay in for more than what, three months maybe. Yeah.
0: Like it's never going to happen ever again. (laughs) There's no way. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, So,
0: yeah. So it, there's the impact though that the at least the first one and to a lesser extent the second one right. had on people like it was everywhere. You couldn't get away. I remember playing the Home Alone video game when I was a kid. Yeah. which was terrible. It was like very hard and very difficult to yeah. to catch the robbers, but like it was a very, it was a pervasive cultural phenomenon that persists to this day.
1: So I have to say at the front I I, I had I only rewatched Home Alone 2 for this because I watch Home Alone every year at, around the holidays, so I already watched it Thanksgiving. It it is and, and maybe we can talk about this. It is for me. It's one of the few movies I always see around the holidays, and I don't know why. Because it's not like it's definitely not the best Christmas movie, um, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's sort of just I just connect it with that this time of year for some reason. And well, you said when we
0: were kids though. It was the it was the Christmas movie yeah, growing up. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Well, and it's done. It's like a John Hughes movie. So like the characters. Like, any John Hughes movie, the characters are, like, super, super memorable. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, it's, like, it's got all the Christmas decorations, the music's i think pretty good especially in the first one yeah the score and all the carols they sort of choose and
0: uh yeah, yeah the theme is so i guess it's so iconic yeah, too it's a yeah. great little tune
1: of course it's john williams so yep <laughs> of
0: course <laughs> of course <laughs> god how that guy it's just That's amazing how much everything. how much music can you have in your head like how can you create that <laughs> much like it's amazing i don't uh, understand
1: i don't know um so yeah I but Home Alone 2 I had to rewatch cuz uh uh I'm not a not as big of a fan uh, and I feel like we were justified in our our takes on Home Alone 2 there. Yeah.
0: yeah well but apparently there is a Home Alone 2 fan in your family though.
1: Yeah well my brother he doesn't like Home Alone 2 more than Home Alone but he does it is like on his list of <laughs> he movies he, he tries to see every year at Christmas but his list is like I think it's more than 20 movies so he's maybe not the most discerning uh film fan certainly in the family uh sure but maybe 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 among the average christmas movie lover um he's not so discerning so
0: <laughs> I couldn't imagine watching it once a year and well this was my once in 15 years and that was plenty but we'll we'll get to, let's let's talk Home Alone 1 first and then we'll follow it up with shitting on Home Alone 2 a little bit okay It was, Home Alone 1, I think think you're 100% right. I think, you know, there's not a ton of characters. The parents and the family are largely forgettable, Uncle Frank is a pretty great little pop-in character in Home Alone 1 as, like, the cheapskate uh, sort of jerk uncle who gets riled up and has a couple of really funny quotable lines. But really, it's Kevin (laughs) and the Wet Bandits, and those three are are tremendous. Yeah, Uh
1: Uncle (laughs) Frank. (laughs) <laughs> look what yeah, you, you, you did you uncle little frank. jerk <laughs> yeah, they're uh, so mean they, and he calls them a pervert uh,
0: home alone too like yeah. they're really vicious well, unc- F-
1: uncle frank i thought about this a lot uh actually re- seeing it every year I-, I actually am convinced that uncle frank is the villain of these movies truly he is the <laughs> worst he is the worst like buzz is just a little shithead and yeah. uh you know joe pesci and daniel stern are I don't know what they are, but I'm, I get amused by them. Uncle Frank is just—I loathe that guy. He's so he so cheap. Doesn't even
0: apologize. Like Buzz at the se- at the end of each movie comes back and says like, "Hey Kevin, I'm sorry. Like yeah. you're pretty cool." Yeah. Uncle Frank doesn't apologize for shit. He just yeah. does whatever he wants, and then own, doesn't and then doesn't even own it. Just it lets it float out there.
1: The worst is when like in the first one when they're in first class and Kevin's mom realizes that she, she left him at home and he's like more concerned about like getting free champagne in first class he's terrible <laughs> he's so terrible
0: and they steal the, the glasses from first class yeah yeah so great oh,
1: god he's the worst anyway back to yes yeah, macaulay colkin is amazing as kevin McAllister. um i gotta i gotta give a lot of credit to like joe pesci and daniel stern who I don't know how they got Joe Pesci. I mean, they're, they're Home
0: Alone. They're both amazing in it. Like they're both this, tremendous.
1: I think this came out the same year as Goodfellas, right? And Joe Pesci was in that movie and then in Home Alone. It's a great which, year. A Great year for him. But it's like, what a shift. I mean, granted, he's playing like a very similar character, but um, yes. I mean, I think the amazing thing about about Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern is that that both of them just commit to the to the role, even though the movie is, like, silly and ridiculous. Um, It's a stupid premise, basically. They just commit to being, like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, why would these guys, like, they already robbed every other house. Like, they should just leave. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. But, like, the whole thing with Home Alone 1 is it, I I think, is that the 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 charm of it just overpowers the the um the the like sort of flimsy stretched premise right like there's just something about the whole movie like when he goes to the supermarket and when he has the conversation with the scary old guy who's got bodies and is like (laughs) <laughs> his bucket or whatever yeah. there's just like a, this irresistible charm um, you know it's set in like suburban Illinois like every other John Hughes fil- film and and it just like it overpowers everything else that's sort of like kind of quote unquote wrong with the movie I guess
0: yeah I, I think I think you know and a big difference from Home Alone 1 to Home Alone 2 is Home Alone 1 like Ster- granted Stern and uh, Pesci and Marvin and Harry are both they're idiots but they give them sort of they they allow them they plot out their plans a little bit. They sort of realize what's up with Kevin. They realize what's up with the house. Like yep. they're not bumbling idiots. Like they're not right. certainly not good robbers. But they're, they're sort of patient and they take their time yep. and they sort of have a plan. So like they they, they more just get – they more sort of underestimate the kid and then get foiled embarrassingly when that happens. Right. Like as if they can't like believe this kid has another scheme cooked up for them. And then all of a sudden they're on fire or they're covered in feathers <laughs> or some sort of hijink. <laughs> and so yeah. But Homo 2 just becomes so cartoonish. Like all of a sudden they're just – then they're just like bumbling fools who – who are like literally being murdered? Like Home Alone One, <laughs> usually they're just like being toyed with yeah, and like yeah. they get beat up, but in reasonable ways. Home Alone Two, they're literally getting like smashed with bricks and yeah. like falling in holes. Like they should have died a hundred times <laughs> over in Home Alone <laughs> Two. Yeah, it's literally it's, died.
1: It's much more brutal in Home Alone Two. That is one of, one of my takeaways from. <laughs> but my and comparison. the more silly,
0: which is really weird. It's like so. This is also so this is more fun, it, ostensibly, but also more like vicious. So it's a very weird <laughs> dynamic.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Home Alone 1, I think they're both great. They both – like I said, they both sort of have like a scheme they're cooking up. There's some really funny moments. Like I like when they're following Kevin in the truck and they're pretending yeah. like they're not looking at him and yeah. trying to like whistle. And yeah. there's just like – there's a couple things they do they, where they really get to do some funny, enjoyable things. And then Kevin as a little kid is way better and more precocious and more charming. than Kevin is like sort of like turning into a teenager. Then he gets to be a little more insufferable I think. But Home Alone 1 Kevin is just is top-notch.
1: Yeah, he is. I mean, the, the shaving. I, the best part is when he goes and shops in the in the grocery store. For me, that is like the funniest part. Where he's he tells like,
0: the cashier she's a stranger. That's yeah, why he can't. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's, so,
1: <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's charm. And then I, I think you know. I think the big difference between Home Alone one and Home Alone two. Uh, there, well, there, there are a lot of differences. But I think the difference between really. Uh, Home Alone One having this irresistible charm, and Home Alone Two being an incredibly grating, obnoxious movie, is that um, John Candy has this great cameo in the yes. end, or near the end of the movie, where he takes uh, Ka- uh, Catherine O'Hara. I think that's the actress. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yes, the yeah. Ke- Kevin's mom. Um, they she they give her a ride. Basically, she's she's trying to come back from Paris, and give her a ride. Um, the rest of the way in their like rental truck or whatever. And, um, (laughs) uh, he's like a polka, polka king of the Midwest. Yeah. legs polka, kiss me polka. (laughs) Polka, polka, polka. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a great John Candy cameo, but he also just kind of like makes her feel better about like all the, like, like it's a traumatic thing to leave your kid. It's, it's implausible, but also traumatic to leave your kid at home alone. Um, and uh but he sort of like gives this sort of like soul to the movie i think and he also has some really funny lines like about leaving his one of his own kids in a funeral parlor (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the kid didn't talk for like weeks i never even
0: thought about that you're right it it, it is more of a point he's more saying like look there's a lot of shitty parents out there like way worse than you like you at least care and you're trying like don't don't beat yourself up too much
1: yeah yeah.
0: Which is well, a nice sentiment. It, it takes it more seriously. Like, yeah. Home Alone 2, they're just in Florida and New York. Like, it's more just, like, confusion and silliness. Like, yeah. Home Alone 1, they're, like, actively trying. And it's, like, they're across the, you know, countries. They're far apart. Like, it's there's way more weight to it. And it just, it, it sort of takes itself a little seriously. Which I think is to its benefit. And like you said, it makes it more of, like, sort of adults. There, there, there's more adult ideas to it. And it seems like a movie for everybody. Right. Well, Home Alone 2, they just chuck all that stuff and say it's just for babies. Yep. Yep. So. so but Humble One I really enjoyed it. Um there's a, some ridiculous parts. Like I love when when the cop is chasing Kevin after <laughs> after he's a shoplifter and he's on his knees going whoa oh, yeah, yeah. whoa yeah. and no, that fat is, cop I is falling. Yep. Yeah. 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 Some really stupid parts. Yeah. But but pretty great overall and, and very quotable and like you can see why it was such a hit like i know people i feel like it gets a bad rap and people say it's like embarrassing and stupid i didn't really don't get that like i'm not sure why we're, some people feel the need to like i guess cuz it was so popular and made so much money that it just there's a natural backlash that comes from that but i don't see what they don't like like it's a very it's one of the more enjoyable movies i could think to you know with tons of rewatch value and great actors in it like i don't really see a downside to it at all
1: yeah. I I mean, I agree. I, well, I watch it every year at Christmas. So <laughs> obviously, I agree. But um, yeah, I don't understand the... I, I think you're just being a movie hipster then, if you're like... Because like, lots of movies have ridiculous premises, you know? It's like... Mm-hmm. I don't know why... I don't know exactly why. I mean, hopefully we've hinted at some or gotten at some of the reasons. I don't know exactly why this one... Is like the 40th biggest movie of all time. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but uh, well, I, I do I do think it's down to the characters and the performances less than the you know the, the obviously it's not like a it's not like a great tale. Um, no, but you know, I mean, it's very can, well done though. You can say that about a lot of movies. I mean, I'm not comparing. I'm not saying that Home Alone is as good as Star Wars, um, but like Star Wars, the, like the original Star Wars, especially the first one is is kind of the same it's very it's it's a charming it's a it's charming and not not charming but it has it has great characters that you care about right and mm-hmm. it's not so much about the story which is you know pretty you know you're just i don't know I'm, i guess what i'm getting no at you're is... right
0: i think you're right it hits it hits all the it doesn't try and do too much mm-hmm. it hits all the notes it should hit like it's it's just a very solid well done movie that, that now everyone you know loves it for other reasons but if you watch it you know in a vacuum sans context it still it holds up for yeah. for its charms like you said that still exists and i think home alone does that too like it's not a, f- a piece of art or anything but yeah. you can see why all the little things were done so well and hit so perfectly and it's, it's a very popular piece of like mass entertainment yeah yeah and that's good and there's some and it's and like it's so hard like to me what makes it so great is it's hard to do that like yeah. There, there's not a ton of movies that hold up like that, or even that good the first time. Like, right. so we should rather than shitting on something for not being, you know, for being too popular, for being too, you know, pervasive. Like, just say, oh, it's really, it's crazy that that this happened in this particular way with these people, and like that it hit all those little marks. Like, that's to me that's so much more interesting than just being a jerk about it for no reason.
1: Yeah, well, and it's an oddly sentimental movie too, right? Like, it's in a good way. I mean, and and we've talked about this in the past. You know, there's. I think, uh, I can't remember the movie we were talking about relatively recently, but that was, that was sort of more sentimental. Uh, but it was like, to me, it's like, there's nothing wrong with a movie being sentimental, uh, as long as it's not like, it's not overly sappy
0: and, yeah. uh,
1: and, and this movie that this movie does it, you know, like, like many of the really good John Hughes movies. It's got, it's got this sort of like really straightforward, you know, um, Heart and soul. Oh, we were talking about Stranger Things. That was the that was the context, yeah. which I thought was very similar in terms of like being, you know, just it's just not it's just not as jaded. And I don't I feel like we live in an era that's especially jaded. So maybe we ought to appreciate stuff like this. Um, and I think
0: Stranger Things does kids really well, like this does mm-hmm, too. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't pander. It mm-hmm. it's. It makes it seem, like, again, Home Loan 2, which we'll get to in a sec, makes it seem so cool to be alone with the <laughs> credit card. Home Loan 1 is, like, scary, and he just sort of gets over some of the fears and overcomes his other, like, the, the furnace and all that, yep. and then goes shopping. Like, it just, it's, it's more mundane and less, like theatrical and silly which i think is good like that's sort of what would happen like it doesn't it doesn't try and be more than it is and i think that's like as adults and even as kids you appreciate that like not everything needs to play down to you and be and be as dumb as it possibly can be
1: yep speaking so, of it
0: on the other hand is
1: I was gonna say, speaking of as dumb as it possibly yeah can.
0: speaking of dumb <laughs> stupid things and to me so home alone 2 which i literally just finished uh, 45 minutes ago is such a rehash of Home Alone 1 without any, without the groundwork Home Alone 1 laid. Right. Like Home Alone 1 with the, the old man who, like you said, Buzz, like makes it sound like he's a murderer and Kevin is scared of him. And then he meets him inadvertently and realizes he's super nice and they become friends. At Home Alone 2, there's the crazy pigeon lady. <laughs> no ground, like she's just a pigeon lady. And then they have the exact same, almost the exact same conversation. Yeah. You're pretty similar outcomes. And it's But but it's like you're just trading on the things that have already happened. Like, why do I care about Pigeon Lady yeah. just because she's a Pigeon Lady? Like, there's just nothing there to make it matter. It's so vapid and empty of any sort of substance.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, she's like – they make vague allusion to, like, sh- her being in love and then, like, she got her heart broken or something. So now whereas, she's a homeless – Yeah, well, whereas the guy in the first movie, like, he – he Kevin realizes immediately that he has a granddaughter, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, he's, he's not, like, this big, bad – person, whereas they're like, Oh yeah, I was in love once and now I've had a code covered in pigeon crap. Um, <laughs> so, so, There's yeah. a lot of
0: steps to get from there to there, I would imagine, but it's yeah. sort of just, oh of course, that's what happens when you're sad. You just drop out of the world and be yeah. real nice, but also real weird.
1: So like let's let's go into what happens in this movie. Basically uh they all rush to the airport again because Even though it's a year later none of them bought a fucking alarm clock that doesn't need batteries. (laughs) Um, And so they're late again. And then Kevin's like rooting around in his dad's bag, looking for batteries for his talk boy. We have to talk about the talk boy. Oh, yes, we do. Um, (laughs) And then he gets lost and then they let him on the plane to New York while his family goes to Miami. Um, Mm -hmm. Also because there's a guy who has the same jacket and scarf as his dad who has a hilarious mustache. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then he just is in new york and uh a lot of fortunately
0: things. has the credit card and the box so isn't you know right not right. just do it up
1: right and then he goes to the plaza hotel which is a real place i don't know is it i don't know is it a trump That's hotel a i'm not sure <clears throat> um
0: staffed by tim curry and rob schneider so,
1: yeah and uh (laughs) tim curry is like the mvp of this movie by the way oh tim Curry's
0: so great he's 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 wonderful i
1: I can't remember exactly what you texted me but he was like the only enjoyable part he's so smarmy and like shitty weird faces all the time (laughs) yeah yeah he's so good as like a a clerk a front desk clerk basically he's the
0: concierge i believe
1: yeah right and then no well i guess rob schneider's the bellhop but yeah yeah
0: rob schneider's the clerk i think tim curry's the concierge right right
1: um and then he stays there and somehow the wet bandits who have rebranded as the sticky bandits run into him (laughs) marvin Harrier back again uh he runs into donald trump sure Um, does i'm trying to make sure i get everything and then eventually you know he ends up uh he ends up (laughs) Up in, a, in another house, torturing Marvin Harry for like a half hour in um, gruesome, yeah. horrible ways. He saves saves the day from Marvin Harry stealing from Children's Hospital. Yeah, and Feet. Duncan's toy chest. The end. Duncan's toy chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I covered it all. That's all right. yeah, it's good. Let's wrap in case this anyone thing forgot. up. I <laughs> forgot. Um, I don't even know where to begin, but it, I, well, I I do I do know where to begin. I. Every pretty much like seventy-five percent of the comedy sequels that we review for the site, I end up writing the same review, which is like, why do they make a sequel where they just did all the same jokes again, but like did the spinal tap thing and turned them up to eleven because it goes to eleven. Like, that's basically what this movie does. It it has none of the charm. They repeat all of the same jokes. Um, and it, uh, it just becomes a um, really obnoxious film. I mean, it's, it's yep. just, it's just incredibly obnoxious, it, which is a shame because they got most of the same people back except for John Candy. Um, I mean, even John Hughes wrote and produced the movie again and Chris Columbus directed again. I mean, they got the, all the same cast back. Um, so it's, it's just a really aggravating, aggravating movie and re- especially in relation to the, to the first one.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not good, and there are parts that are good. Like there, there is the parts. The only the only part that sort of stands out as any different is when he's in the Plaza Hotel, right? Which is pretty fun because Tim Curry makes a lot of funny faces, and Rob Schneider's there and getting a lot of gum put in his hand and. Kevin's like, you know, using his talk boy to weirdly manipulate everybody, like blowing people's minds with which, which as a kid, that was really cool. I remember that very distinctly. Do
1: you remember they sold talk boys? Out of I them? owned a talk boy. You I was did? a proud owner of a talk boy. Oh, oh yeah. Where is
0: it? I have probably gone. I don't oh. know where it is right now. I don't think it's, I'm not aware of its presence in my house anymore, but do you remember? Was great. I used to use it to record things off the radio <laughs> and stuff and talking to it. Like was that- I used to walk around the neighborhood and just talking to the talk boy and like
1: was that a toy that existed because of Home Alone Two, or was it a toy and then Home Alone Two, like you know, did product
0: placement? I'm doing research on that right now. It was produced as a tie-in by Tiger Electronics, okay. based on specifications provided by John Hughes in the movie studio. <laughs> so John Hughes was like, "We got to nail this Talk Boy. Like, don't put out a shitty Talk Boy that doesn't have you know. I got these specs for you right here. Uh,
1: yeah, I remember wanting a Talk Boy. Um, I guess my family wasn't as fortunate as yours, I guess. <laughs> uh, or it was my, a good year for
0: the Semino family. Or talk boys were flowing like one. Or my
1: parents are a lot smarter and we're like, no, yeah, we're not like, doing that. This is stupid. You might have been a little old too. It might have been like, That's I was still true. a kid. So I might have been, I was
0: my prime talk boy yeah. age.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're like two years apart. So you were like, Home Alone 2 was the t- same age as I was I was when the first Home Alone came out. So Yeah.
0: So yeah. seven was definitely nine you might I mean you still probably gotta love the talk boy but definitely uh, hit me a little closer mm-hmm. and I remember loving I remember having the novelization for home alone 2 too like and I'm <laughs> reading the story of home alone 2 don't know why someone was just bought it for me well, obviously but I don't
1: because it's like it's uh, as you said earlier it's like uh, it's like kid porn basically it's yeah, like all the adults are terrible. Like in it's this porn movie, porn for kids. It's not yeah. kid porn, right? Kid it's... porn is another thing.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's be clear. It is porn. It is porn for kids because it's watching kids. a kid do all the things that you want and need in your life. Yeah, yeah.
1: like you know, running up an eight hundred dollar room service bill on like sweets and uh, <laughs> and you know beating up
0: Outs- and outsmarting Tim Curry. Yeah,
1: and to to the and, and outsmarting the sticky bandits as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's so it, it is in all the things that home alone has to offer that are like tangible and long-lasting and have made it hold up home alone 2 has none of those things yeah it yeah. is a straight up cash in on previous successes that everyone just everyone i'm sure got a great payday and hey let's not run why not run it back you know
1: i think one of the top five most likable adults in the movie is donald trump which is amazing donald Trump's
0: cameo is is really good yeah. like it's actually funny and he does a pretty decent job <laughs> with his one line and then, yeah. and then like facial reaction
1: yeah well i mean he's playing himself so it's fine
0: and he's good the president you know it's it's funny to see him younger when like people probably liked him and you know we're like oh eh, this guy's just some wacky yeah. billionaire dude yeah. you know to now where he's a reviled president of the united states
1: i mean he was still plenty worthy of like uh you know scorn yeah at that point but yes i agree it's a little little game has changed a little bit since then but sure has uh yeah he's one of the five most likable adults in this movie which i think says a lot more about the other all the other adults i mean uncle frank is up to 11 he's like even shittier you yeah. mentioned him like calling kevin a perv just because kevin like went in the shower he was recording him.
0: i guess that is a little weird <laughs> <laughs> but, but not with a video camera <laughs> yeah like, just recording his voice for future thing. use news gonna need that <laughs> yeah. By the way, all the adults in the Home Alone franchise are so consistently flummoxed. Flum- by things that are by audio recordings of some sort like they think audio recordings are real life happenings wow, yeah. all the time which wow. is very odd or
1: the or the um or the uh or the the audio from the movie yeah, the
0: t- yeah just audio in general they think <laughs> audio is happening which I, I, angels the with- audio you listen to is pretty clear it's coming from a speaker of some yeah. sort like it's very easy to distinguish between real life noise and well, noise from a speaker
1: angels with filthy souls and angels with even filthier souls the, i mean the 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 sound mixing on those movies were <laughs> <laughs> those are not real was- movies by the way they're they're movies within movies that are totally fake but they're, they're hilarious. I thought those were so funny when I was a kid.
0: Angels with even filthier souls involves a guy <laughs> brutally murdering his girlfriend <laughs> Like how it was I was like, this is a children's movie and this guy's killing his girlfriend and everyone's like and he's a little horrified by it obviously, but it still is happening. Man. They don't like try and cover it up. He just murders her because she thinks she's cheating he thinks she's cheating on him so he's justified to kill her.
1: Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! Not even <laughs> cheating, really, just like smooching. Yeah, S-smooching
0: smooching a lo- little mo with the gimpy legs.
1: Smooching on Cliff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God, it's it's very stupid. But there is, but you're right though, and it is interesting looking back now because. I've seen home. I've seen both of them. Uh, you know, I've seen Home Alone way more now as an adult. But I started with Home Alone too, I believe, or at least like it's the one that's stuck in my memory. Yeah. And I look on I, as a child, I watched it fondly and thought it was great. As an adult, it's just it's it's interesting to see how disappointing it really is and how little it does anything, you know, even remotely interesting or new or you know, it's just such a runback.
1: Yeah, I, and that's what I was. I sort of started off saying like mo- many. I don't know why comedy sequels always do that maybe because comedies are so like probably the least likely to be have a sequel you know out of any kind of movie but um yeah this just commits the that fatal sin and i think the other thing is like the 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 charm of home alone one is so strong because it it really does overpower like the flimsy premise and a lot of the other thing that um I think the line was always really thin for, for a home alone sequel for it to really just go into a, into a bad, a bad spot. Um, because it's just, it's like, it's just like the, the premise being so flimsy and then they make the premise even more flimsy and you, it, it becomes <laughs> distracting. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough watch. It's a tough watch. Yeah. It's not great. Other than Tim, Tim Curry. If we could get Tim Curry in the first one somehow.
0: Yeah, that would be great. That would be a
1: big win for all of us. Maybe he was the cop in, uh, in that, that Kevin's mom calls. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, What I also love about Tim Curry, one of the best parts of the movie is when Tim Curry is researching Kevin's credit card. Yeah. And the machine just says stolen in big letters, Yeah.
1: And then he gets this big smile on his face. <laughs> he basically looks like the Grinch. He, like, he gets like the Grinch's smile when he realizes what he can do. Yeah,
0: there's no way there's a stolen option on that machine too. How how often would that be used? Like it's so fake and amazing. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, so it's but it is it's you know it was it was interesting to watch them back to back just because they are such sort of landmarks for our age and you know and and I don't know how many Christmas movies in the in between like Elf. There's been a couple that have come out that I guess have also made their way into the canon, but not that many. Like a lot of the ones are from you know many years ago. Yeah. Like there just hasn't been. I can't think of that many <clears throat> Christmas. I guess the Santa Claus. Like there's a couple garbage ones, yeah. but since like Home Alone and Elf are two of the ones I can think of from the last you know 25 ish years that that really will stand out and are worth watching over. Well,
1: I think the interesting thing too is to because Home Alone was such a big movie for people of our age. The question I have is like does it become, does it continue to be a huge movie? Like, you even brought up Santa Claus, which was, like, I had forgotten, but was kind of a big movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as, I think now, at this point, just sort of <clears throat> is already fading into oblivion to some degree. Um, but, like, I, a lot of Christmas movies that are, that, uh, and this is just uh, more of a coincidence and an observation than really, uh, I'm saying they have to be like this to be, beloved but the beloved christmas movies that i think of are mainly like it's a wonderful life and um and uh and uh a christmas story uh were not really successful movies at the theater so like home alone is like the opposite of that it was a huge success um you know like it's a wonderful life was a loss the box office and um the christmas story you know was I, I think not really that big of a deal and now they become a big deal um I kind of feel like Elf was the same way to some degree. I don't remember it being that big. It, <clears throat> I remember it sort of a couple years later, people being like, Oh, th- did you see this movie? I was like, no. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and then you watch it and it's really, really funny. So I, I wonder, and, and because of all the other things we're talking about, where home alone is like sort of a flimsy premise, I wonder if, I wonder, I guess I'm, I wonder if it's nostalgia on our part that, um, that connects us more to that movie uh, or if there's, some true staying power there and and, you know i just i think of everything in the context of my daughter now like when she's old enough to see this movie in like five or six years is she gonna is she gonna like enjoy it or is she gonna be like dad what the hell is this put frozen back on you know (laughs) i don't know
0: that's an interesting point though because so many of the ones like you said like a lot of the ones that, that do pick up so much steam after they're out whether it's two years whether it's 30 years like there is i think a lot of that is fed by you know cable TV and the need and yeah. everyone's home at Christmas so yeah. they just run these movies non-stop until they're ingrained in your brain forever yeah. you know especially Christmas Story which literally is on for 24 hours around the holidays <laughs> but Home Alone is the rare one that did have a yeah. you know an amazing first life and then now obviously has its own you know for the last 27 years is still being shown everywhere but it is the one, it's one of the ones that didn't, it didn't yeah. just live and die based on its uh, Christmas appeal, you know, yeah, right? it won it was appeal. Obviously people were seeing it in April and May and June, like <laughs> you said, in theaters yeah. still. So yeah. it, but I, I think a lot of it is probably nostalgia, but I mean, I think it's also, I think it's funny okay. too. Like I think it yeah. doesn't, they're, they're, the premise doesn't really hold up, but I think it's, I like to think that it's, it's still entertaining to everybody. I guess we'll, we'll have a nice test subject in your daughter. Like you said, in a couple of years. Yeah, I think it right. an exciting moment. I think you're right.
1: I think it's that charm factor and the fact that it, it does uh, to for better and for worse in the first and the second, it does appeal directly to kids. Like mm-hmm. the Kevin McAllister is one of the like most kid friendly protagonists I can think of in like any film ever. Like yeah. like not not even like uh, like they're telling the story from the perspective of this kid, right? And like truly. In that, like, in the mindset you are when you're like seven or eight years old, like I can't think of a lot of movies that are that are really like that. Uh, yeah,
0: and again, and, and embraces like the the <clears throat> multitudes of the event to a certain extent, which is being a little nervous, being a little scared, uh, but being smart. In his case, so you can like you know get the food you need and go shopping and, and get out of trouble. Then obviously, yep. you fight some bad guys. That's a little weird, but that's probably yeah. not going to happen. But <laughs> but it not. tries to it tries to do more with it than just say, wouldn't this be so fun? to be home alone it says like this is a little scary and weird but then yeah. you settle in if you're if you're a cool kid who's smart you'll, you'll figure it out
1: yeah
0: and yeah. that appeals to kids who don't who don't again don't need to be pandered to like just let them figure like let them figure this sort of stuff out on their own and, and go through the emotional process like it's sort of weird to say that because it's not a it's not a good movie necessarily that needs to be go through but yeah it um it's just interesting it's it tries to do something a little it tries to have a little more depth to it which i think is one of the reasons it stands up and is not You know, garbage like its sequel.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Anna will not be seeing Home Alone two unless her uncle gets anywhere near her. Maybe, maybe then. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen number twenty six on my Christmas movie mandatory Christmas movie list?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, but it was good. I mean, it's I'm I'm not. I'll admit, I'm not a big Christmas movie guy. So. I don't really watch anything over the year. Like I'll watch something that's on TV, but I won't make a point to watch anything. I don't like celebrate the holiday with a particular movie or series of movies. But it was fun to watch these in this particular, you know, with with the more of a critical eye than I normally would be watching them, just to see what it was about them that makes you know them yeah. such uh, such enduring, you know, statements for, for the holiday and just in general as movies.
1: I uh, so I'm more of a Christmas movie person, but I uh, I keep it pretty narrow. Like I I I. I One of the reasons I'm kind of narrow is, like, I really don't think that the Christmas story has been ever done any better than A Christmas Carol. So, like, I I love A Muppet Christmas Carol, and I'll watch Mm -hmm. all of the previous adaptations of it, because I think that's, like, the best Christmas story. And then, like, I'm not even that big of an It's It's a Wonderful Life person. I don't... And I always watch A Christmas Story... On Christmas Day because it's on 24 hours a day. Yeah, and that oh, movie is end. really funny, but uh, I will never own a copy of it as long as TVS plays it 24 hours a day. No, it'd be um, weird, dead. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I, I I get more into the spirit of the season. But uh, I I don't know. I also like like the the specials. You know, like Charlie Brown and Grinch. Uh, those are shorter. I always try to watch those. Um, yeah.
0: Well, it's a father now too. I see it. Probably takes on a whole new meaning. Like for oh, me, yeah. it's just me hanging out with my yeah. parents, like and my brother. That's not that. But having a kid, I think, would change my perspective on the joy and finding the, <laughs> you know, of, the little story. Kind of weird if that. you
1: watch Four Christmases or uh, let's see what other shitty
0: Surviving Christmas,
1: the holiday. That's one, a big one on my brother's <laughs> list. He made <laughs> yeah. me watch that over Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> that's
1: with Jude Law, Jack Black, and King oh, Winslet. I'm aware of that. I think I, I saw that yeah, in theaters. It's awful! It's awful.
0: Yeah. Or Love Actually, uh, which I liked at first, but I think the consensus about that is turning, and I think rightly so. As to I, being it I have right. never
1: seen Love Actually, and I will I will continue to do that because people then get mad at me as a big movie guy. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, well, <laughs> doesn't seem like the kind of movie I'd really like. It seems like the kind no, of movie I'd sit, sit long- there and stew over the entire time and be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen.
0: Whatever you think it is, you're probably right from what you've read <laughs> about and heard about over the years. Look, there's not a lot there either. It's very...
1: The only part I want to see is the Andrew Lincoln parts, because I want to oh, see God. Like, Rick Grimes before that.
0: That's the most embarrassing part of the whole I movie, saying, too. So I you should... probably should see that.
1: Where's Carl? Where's Carl? It's Chiwete,
0: Ojafor, Kieran Knightley, and Andrew Lincoln. Like It's so crazy <sighs> that those three are in that scene together. Like They've taken such different paths since that movie. Yeah.
1: Bill Nye's in it, right, too?
0: Yes. Yeah. Bill Nye's the best part of the movie, too. Yeah. Bill amazing. Yeah. Well, maybe. maybe yeah. You're maybe, richer for having not seen it.
1: Maybe next year, Love Actually.
0: All right, we'll see. Yeah, if we want to, just that, that would be fun to rant. If we want, we can get Tom on for that too.
1: Because <laughs> uh, I want someone to oh, yell. I think we need someone to defend it, and I have I have people lined up who have yelled at me in the past about not never seeing it. Okay. Actually, I think yeah. that's what we should do. It's so. true. We
0: want we we embrace differences of opinions here on the I mean, NRLD podcast. So,
1: 20, <laughs> 2017 is probably going to be a terrible year because Donald Trump is president. But everyone, you have that to look forward to right there.
0: Yep. Um, There's a <laughs> wait a year for another Christmas podcast yeah. from us.
1: Yeah. There might be some <laughs> other stuff in between that, that's worth worth hanging around for. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andrew, any final thoughts on Home Alone, on Christmas movies, on anything in general?
1: Not really. No, I'm good. I got it all out. I got them all out. I have a lot of. I wish. I wish there was an
0: Al Pacino Christmas movie that we could enjoy. That would be the real culmination of all of this. But Mm, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, we got Joe Pesci Christmas. That's pretty good. That's about as close as we're gonna get. That's that's,
1: it's like more unlikely a Joe Pesci Christmas movie than an Al Pacino Christmas movie. Now that you mentioned, I think
0: it would seem that way if Joe Pesci wasn't wasn't such an indelible part of this movie. You know. Well, now, now it's like I, I can't mean, imagine Christmas like, without Joe Pesci. Again,
1: this movie came out the same year as Goodfellas, I'm pretty sure. Or, or if not before, I think Goodfellas was either 90 or 91.
0: They were not both 90. I looked it up. Nice. So you're right.
1: So, so yeah. yeah
0: so. Big year for Joe Pesci. Mm. Gosh. Yeah. Well, <sighs> that's us. That's our Home Alone review. Go t- go watch them. Home Alone 1 is on HBO. Uh, I definitely recommend it as a Christmas movie. If you haven't seen that, if you want to revisit it, there's some real good stuff there. Don't seek out Home Alone 2. Yeah, don't. It's all on a network, but I won't tell you which one because I don't want you to look for it.
1: <laughs> it's also you, two re- hours long. It's way too much of a commitment. So long, yeah. It's so
0: long, man. It's <laughs> so –
1: got to fit into those Donald Trump cameos, I guess. Yeah,
0: just watch YouTube the Donald Trump cameo. That's the best part. <laughs> there you go.
1: There you go. And the Tim Curry scene. Too. There you go. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, from all of us at nrealdeep.com, we want to wish everyone a happy holidays and we thank you so much for listening. And uh-huh. there's a lot of good stuff coming up on uh, don't go to nrealdeep.com right now necessarily. <laughs> we're we're doing some work, but we promise that in uh-huh. late twenty sixteen or early twenty seventeen we're gonna be back with better than ever with a ton of great stuff. Best of uh-huh. New podcast, more Al Pacino, more reviews. It's going to be the faucet's going to open in a few weeks, and everyone who, all of our fans, we appreciate you guys very much, and we're looking forward to loading you up with a lot of good content.
1: Yes, and I'm actually hopeful that maybe with uh, the release of this podcast, we'll actually have the the new site. Uh, That's full, true. Full so you up. should
0: check it out. But if it's not there, don't fret. It'll yeah. it'll be there pretty yeah. soon.
1: Yep. But uh, yeah, keep checking it out, and happy holidays to everyone.
0: That's right. And for now, we'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios.